Welcome to Real Paranormal Activity, the network. Entertainment you'll enjoy. You are listening to an RPA production where people gather. Foss Corporation, LLC. Welcome once again to the mansion on the hill, the house of strange, the palace of mystery. This is the home of Terry's mysterious moments. This is season five. We thank you for listening to the show. Hello, all my Mysterian friends and other dear listeners. For the past four and a half years, I've been telling you stories that I find online or know about uh, personal things of mine, uh, personal things from some other people that have sent them in. But this time today, I just want to do something different. I want to do something that's kind of off the wall, and I hope you enjoy it. I'm going to be telling stories that I have written or things that have come to me over the years. Just off the wall stuff. This is Mysterious Moments. You know, telling stories from reality isn't a bad thing, but I like to write fiction as well. Most of it is fiction. Some is horror-ish. Some science fiction Some is based in poetry, but is not serious because I have a very loose respect for poetry. But I've put together a handful of my stories and perhaps some humorous stories for you as well. There's some jokes thrown in. I just wanted to give you something different this week. Enjoy. The first story is a partial. I haven't finished it, so there may be more. I haven't given it a name either. And with the onset of mid-evening and the lowering sun, things got quiet. Was it because of supper time or was it fear of the oncoming darkness when things unspeakable were out and about? Little the answer mattered. No one was left on the streets anyway, as homes were secured, children were counted, and prayers were said. And in one apartment on the outskirts of town, one man sat and waited for dark. In his hand was a crossbow, loaded already with one bolt. The shiny silver arrowhead glistened in the twilight's last gleaming. They would come, he knew it. He glanced at the full quivers beside his chair. 
Would he have enough to kill all that dared attack? The twilight deepened as the night fell silent. Strange, there were no insect noises, but insects sensed the danger and stayed hidden. Even they were prey for the evil which owned the night. He sat watching out his window, the crossbow ready in his hands. The bolts were special, having been soaked with garlic to make the creatures feel the pain before dying. Then he heard a noise outside his window, then another. The sound was that of claws scratching against brick, as that of an animal climbing up the wall. He raised his crossbow to the ready, another bolt already in his hand. He aimed where he thought they would come over the rail and waited. The night wore on. Next morning, when the sun was fully up, then and only then did he move from the chair. He went down below his window and retrieved the bolts from last night. He scattered the creature's ashes around the area, then went back to his apartment to sleep for a while. He dreamed strange, disjointed things, things which wouldn't make sense even to a psychologist. When he awoke, he went out for food, bringing back some groceries. He ate a light meal, then checked his equipment. He began cleaning and fixing the crossbow and the bolts, tightening the string, tightening the heads, and then putting the bolts in the bucket full of garlic oil. All was in readiness. He sat down to wait. They would come again tonight, he told himself. This was a story written by me and copyrighted by me in 2021. This next one has a basis in fact. My cat was trying to force my door open and was tearing at the door like a wild beast. But my imagination took over and thus this story came out. I titled it, The Thing on the Other Side of the Door. I can hear it just on the other side of the door. It's just sitting there, waiting. I can feel it breathing, its inhuman lungs sucking in and then expelling enormous volumes of air. The door fairly pulses with each breath. I don't know what's on the other side of the door, but I know it's related to the paranormal activity I've been experiencing in this house. The scratching starts, small and light. Then it grows louder and more intense. I can hear the thing's nails, or claws, scraping the wood of the door. Then it begins trying to rip the facing off the door frame. I sit up and say, quit. It stops. I lie back down and settle in to try to go back to sleep. A few minutes later, the scratching begins again. First lightly, then growing more violent. I hear wood begin to crack and splinter. It sounds like the thing is trying to claw my door open. I fear what may come through the door if it is successful. 
I sit up again and fairly yell, stop it. And it does for a few seconds. It begins again with a vengeance and I pick up something to throw at the door. Maybe it will scare it away. I throw a water bottle I had by the bed and it makes a loud noise. Then, no scratching, no breathing, no sound. Did it leave? Or is it waiting to pounce if I open the door? Honestly, I am frozen in fear, so I sit immobile on the side of the bed. Sleep ruined for the night. I check the clock. Only two hours till sunup. I should try to get a little more sleep, so I again lie down, but sleep is elusive. The thoughts of the thing run wild in my mind. Is it a monster? Is it an evil spirit? Is it simply my fevered mind already accepting of the fact that my house has extra residence? Sleep finally comes but it is a stressful rest. I awake later with the start to early morning light filtering through my bedroom windows. I listen. No scratching. No breathing. I get up to begin my day already tired. Sleep when you're under attack isn't restful. After putting on my day clothes, I move to the door, hesitant yet to open it. What if it's still there, lurking, waiting for me? I can't become a prisoner in my own home, so I steal myself, say a prayer of protection, and reach for the door. This short story is a work of fiction, written by me and copyrighted in 2019. I have a Christmas oddity story to share. It's a, a bit fun, a bit more fun. Back, back, way on back, when I wore PJs that were matching sets, my brothers and I shared a bedroom that was beside the family room where the old fashioned real Christmas tree, a cedar tree probably, that we had cut down ourselves with beautiful lights, tinsel, icicles, and glass ornaments glistened. The three of us younger boys had been sent off to bed at risk of losing Santa privileges, and the two older brothers were out scouting the countryside, possibly for Santa, possibly aiming for a Christmas breakfast of, or lunch of venison. Eight reindeer could feed a family of eight for a couple of meals anyway. During those wee hours of the morning, the wee, wee hours? I was awakened. I sat up in bed and saw the light on in the family room. So I jumped out of bed, ran into the family room and saw two elves laying out enough firework ordnance to do severe damage to any American enemy. All right, I thought, we get to blow stuff up. Wait, what? These weren't little elves, they were big people and they looked a lot like my brothers, Jerry and Les. I did my best Cindy Lou Who and gave out with a small gasp. They stopped arming the Christmas tree and did a classic slow turn and said, What are you doing up? I said, 
but you're not. One of them said, yes, we are. Now go back to bed, or we take everything back. Far be it from me to question authority. I was snoring before the cover settled back down over me. The actual and legal Christmas morning reveal went appropriately insane. Gifts were laid bare in record time, and the story of the doppelganger elves and my house was buried in amongst other good, warmth-inducing memories over the years. I wrote this story, while it's not really a story as much as a conversation, while at university. I don't know what my inspiration was, but here it is. I titled it Wave of the Future. And again, I said it's a conversation. But why? Procedure. That's it? Procedure? Yes, sir. But who makes procedure? The company. Do you realize that you're a droning, boring automaton used as a pawn? If you say so, sir. Do you have feelings? No, sir. Why not? Why? That's it. I've had it. I worked myself to near exhaustion for 25 years, and what thanks do I get? Retirement. Yes, sir. I've heard it before. I'm sure you have, you dullard. Sir, I don't see why your type must always complain when you're replaced. It is only natural for better workers to be hired to replace non-productive ones. I cannot apologize. It is not in my teaching for being technology's latest advance in a worker. It is for the betterment of the company and ultimately ourselves that constant updating will continue. I can foresee that even I, as advanced as I am, should be replaced in the future. So please, sir, save yourself an ailment and just go along with it. I don't believe this. Top worker for the last 15 years and I get replaced. This must be some mistake. Do you think it could be a mistake? No, sir. We don't make mistakes. Only your type makes mistakes. We can only follow out your orders. Now, sir, please come along. Retirement is waiting. Yeah, I know. Retirement. Yes. Procedure. Yes. For the good of the company. Yes. Oh, here we are. Is this it then? Yes, sir. Your retirement is through that door. Oh, well. Good luck to you, wave of the future. Never thought I'd be replaced by a human. The human smiled as the compactor crushed the old computer into a slab. Wave of the future? Maybe those old computers are good for something after all. The human turned to leave. I've got a question for you. If a ghost is getting ready to go out on a date, does he splash on some after-grave lotion? Getting a little real here, 
I've had many experiences in my life regarding the paranormal. I've talked about a lot of them on the show. I've had experiences of a spiritual nature that cover lots of areas. I can't really explain or describe what those experiences have been. In all my years, I'm 61, I've seen only one apparition, and that was in my present home, in my present bedroom. It was a lady apparition. She looked like a movie being screamed through smoke, and she lasted only a second or two. Old-timey dress, high collar, cameo at the neck, hair up on top of her head. But that's all there was to it. If you're expecting a message from the other side, does it come from the dead letter office? I believe I once saw a demon in my bedroom of the home I grew up in in Central Texas. I came out of sleep to witness a figure dressed in a Dracula-type cape with two red-eyed wolves, one on either side of him. I crab-walked backwards off the foot of my bed while screaming. When I got on my feet, it had disappeared. Next morning, I asked my mother if she heard me scream. She hadn't. So did I have a dream? Did it wake me up after I touched the floor? I don't know. I don't know what I saw. I, I mean, I know what I saw, but I don't know what it was that I saw. Question for you. Why did the spiritualist chicken try to cross the road? It's because he wanted to get in touch with the other side. UFOs are a very interesting subject for me. I believe in UFOs. I have seen two outright UFOs and possibly the effect of another. When I was young, there were four of us brothers at home. Our bedroom where we all slept was in the western end of our house. It was part of an addition to the home that was built in 1940. The addition was in 1960. We moved into the home in 1962. So this incident happened sometime between 1962 and 1969. A garage built out of galvanized tin was outside our southern window, about eight feet away maybe. My oldest brother still at home and I woke up to see a bright light shining from the west and against the wall of the garage. Shadows from the trees were going to the left of the, on the wall, but when we looked out the western window, there was no light source. The light shone on the garage wall for quite a while, and then just was gone. The next time I saw a UFO, and I could tell it was a UFO, because I couldn't tell what it was, I was in high school, and I was on the way to a nearby town to go to the local drive-in theater. And I was traveling north on the highway and I looked out toward the sunset out to the west. Now the sun was already down but it was still very bright as it was a summer evening. 
there was a silvery gold sphere a little north of where the sun had gone down. Sun was rather behind me off to my left. This thing was almost directly out beside me. It was way off in the distance. But this sphere all of a sudden had a smaller sphere shoot out to the north and it went out a good distance and then yo-yoed and came back went back into the big sphere and then I hit a patch of trees uh, there were a patch of trees off to the left that, that covered where this thing was and when I came out from behind them it was gone so I don't know what it was or where it went Sometime later, a friend and I were at the very same drive-in watching a movie when our attention was drawn up into the sky just above the screen. We both witnessed a silent craft, a V-shaped one with no lights, as it crossed over us and went over the screen out of sight. We were stunned seeing it. And all we could say to each other was, did you see that? Within a few years, this shape was the shape of almost any UFO witnessed at the time. This is uh, just a funny story that I remember hearing a long time ago, and it stuck with me because it's so cool. And it's one of those th it's one of those stories that you want to hit the person telling it afterwards. But here it goes. It was a dark and stormy night. The small group of pirates sat huddled around their blazing campfire. The captain called to one of his crew, "Hal, give us a story." So Hal began. It was a dark and stormy night. The small group of pirates sat huddled around their blazing campfire. The captain called to one of his crew, Hal, give us a story. So Hal began. It was a dark and stormy night. I was getting gassed up at one of the local stations the other day, and a lady was just across the machine from me. She was filling up her car. We watched as this dog came up and licked up some spilled gasoline at the next pump over, then started running like a maniac around the pumps. He did this for a couple of minutes and then suddenly just fell over on his back and lay there. She said, oh my gosh, is he all right? I said, sure he is, ma'am. He just ran out of gas. Here's a good question for you. What do you call a monkey in a minefield? You call him a baboom. Well, that's about it. I just felt the need to take a different path this week. Hopefully you enjoyed it. Um, we'll be back next week with some regular stories. At least I hope we will. So, y'all have a great week. Well, that's the show for this week. Thanks for being along for the ride. I want to remind you that on Mondays, Aaron Hunter brings you real paranormal 
activity, the podcast. Aaron reads listener stories, mostly ghost stories, sometimes UFOs, sometimes cryptids. On Tuesday, Aaron Frail brings you Aaron's Horror Show, different things that he's written. He reviews movies, books, things like that. On Wednesday, it's me, Terry from Texas, with Terry's Mysterious Moments, where we talk about just about anything there is to talk about. And at the first weekend of the month, we have video from The Witching Hour. And Aaron has instituted a new area called Entertaining Short Films. That's exactly what they are. They're just short stories. Nothing in particular, no particular genre, just entertaining. Remember that you can go to your app store, whether you have Apple or Android, download the RPA app, which is a black square with a blue eye in the middle of it. Download that to the device that you listen to the program on. Install it, and when you open that up, you can go straight to the Real Paranormal Activity, the podcast, and its network. So all the all the stories that are involved with RPA are there, so you don't have to go hunting for them. If you want to contact me at Terry's Mysterious Moments, you can do that on the Facebook page, and it's called Terry's Mysterious Moments. Or you can email me at Terry's Mysterious Moments at gmail.com. Contact me if you want to. Let's talk about some things. That's about it. We'll be back again. Listen to the other shows. Have a good week, everybody.